AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? 
Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's episode 17, season 6 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Today I'm joined by Alex from Bristol. What is up? You alright? I'm alright. It's been ages since you've been in. I know, I was, there's a couple of times where I was due. No one cares! Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> fuck me <laughs> <cunt. laughs> <laughs> Miss this place. Blowing his field, how you doing, son? Good, 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 man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. Go on. It's not even like, it's 30 seconds fully in. Someone put a question uh, to the pod a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't use saying, uh, why does Flav bully Alex so much? I, I, it does come across like that. So it's just, you know, it's not bullying, but some people are easier to get than others. He said it sounded like there's a bit more extra venom. <laughs> it's not venom. I love you, Alex. There's no venom. We all love you. It's just like a kill you. It's just funny. Yeah. What do you mean you could kill me? What, in a fight? Is that what you're saying? Just in general. I'm you, not you, the... you don't know shit about me. I'm fucked up. <laughs> uh, you, stopped, you, you dropped someone with a body shot in training, didn't you? Oh, I might have, yeah. Did yeah. you? Was it a sweet left hook or...? Yeah, yeah, he really hurt my jaw afterwards and I, and I lost the spa. But other than that, it went very well. But yeah. Got a gay little app... app oh, no, I shouldn't say that, could you? You've got a rubbish Apple Watch. Not rubbish. It's not rubbish. A little bit... Little bit can't think of any other word other than something that's mildly homophobic. It's good, Apple Watches are good. You shouldn't be so jealous all the time. I'll well, let you wear it, if you like. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is it, what does it do? Everything. Well, I mean, let's not get into this now, because right. it's boring, and, and but it does everything. Can you watch porn on it? Yes, technically, yes. So there's a little video screen, you can watch porn. Well, now Vine's being, like, being got you, rid of. You watch porn on Vine? No, but... If you think of Vine where it's just short video clips, you can, watch short, you can watch short video clips on it through different ways and means. How long are these? Well, it depends, doesn't it? A couple of minutes? This is boring as fuck. Why you, what I'm asking is how long do you need to... How long does it take you to whack off? Uh, so you, can you do it quick? Yeah. Well, how quick? Less than a minute. To some, really? If, if the situation is needed. If the situation is needed. You've got to plan it. Like, if they're around. Yeah. So, you, you know, you've got to do it under... Why am I talking? I don't want to talk about this because because I'm amazed. giving away my game plan. You can get a minute. You can get a. You can you can not. You can from start if you're prepared for it. Yeah, from flaccid to to coming in a minute. Uh, no, not flaccid. You got you got you got to be exciting yourself a little bit. You think of some sexy things. 
on the first stroke to finish in a minute. Do you never want to? Yeah, def- I can't. Yeah, that's, it is possible. Yeah. Do you never want to just take care of yourself and like give yourself a good five six minute hug? Yeah, but sometimes you don't have the opportunity to do that. Well, so you're I don't want to go into details because I am going to give away my. You're so sometimes so pent up that you just need to whack off. Yes. <laughs> uh, at the minute, yes. It, stop, it stops wars though. What? I think a lot of wars have been stopped. A lot of a lot of murders have been averted by someone having a wank. Because oh, you, yeah. you get pent up. Yeah, I, you I, get angry and you just have a wank. I it's found that, I found that we will move on to the football shortly, but <laughs> I, I kind of don't want to talk about it. But the um, I, I uh, and I needed to get this kind of I put the fighting cock back on track because last week was a good pod. I enjoyed it. You guys did a great job. Yeah, but it was very sensible. There's a lot of football, isn't there? There was a load of football. An hour and a half of football. That's good. It is good. It's good. It's just not what I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I, I, I find that I perform better in all areas of life if I haven't had a wank in, in a few days. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I feel better about myself sometimes if I don't. But that's probably about as far as it goes. I do, I do get that, that pang of guilt when I, once I've done it. Like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Yeah, you're an hour late for work, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Just grow up. Um, we've, we've got a competition on the Fighting Cock from a company called The Art of Football. We design really nice um, T-shirts. I think they do pictures. You can get their shit framed if you want. I hope they're listening to this, because uh, that first five minutes was... Fighting cock gold, in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, you can get the tea. We, we were supposed to get some samples, but haven't haven't arrived in time before we recorded. But we're going to give some away free to our listeners. Um, all we want in return is for you to leave a review on iTunes. Say whatever you want. It could be bad. It could be good. Five stars, one star, whatever it want. You know, we're not demanding good reviews. The, in, the most interesting, or the ones that make us laugh, or that we all, you know, that interest us in some way, then we'll read out on the podcast. Next week, and we'll send you a... Actually, we'll run it for two weeks, because yeah. we won't wait for them to come. Uh, and then two weeks from this date, the Monday of the week that we sent this out, this pod, wow, um, the, uh, well, we'll pick the best three, and we'll send you free T-shirts out. I like the best bad ones, the ones that are like not very complimentary, but funny at the same time. Yeah, yeah, we're not, ask, we're not asking for coherence, we're just asking yeah. for shit that makes us laugh. It could be anything. Okay, good. Anything, absolutely anything. All right, so, oh, God, we've got a lot to get through here, haven't we? Liverpool away. I think rather than talking about the games, it's just a game between... Do you guys give a fuck about the League Cup? Just get rid of it, I said. Just get rid of it. Can it? For the Premier... I think think it should be canned for the Premier League teams, or anyone who's already in Europe. The fact is we get... The people that are in Europe get a buy anyway in the first round. Take, Take the teams that are in Europe now out of it. What let the, let it? the lower league, but the, let the lower league teams and and the, and kind of the, the other two thirds of the Premier League go out for it because you have got some really good entertaining games for it. The last couple of years, there's been some really fantastic rounds of football, but it's it, it's not needed for the bigger clubs because they they put it away anyway. Yeah, but the only it, argument is about youth. You get to see a bit more youth, maybe. It's, it? it's devalued now. You know, there's very little value in winning something that no one wants to win. Or not really many people can name. Not many people can name the last five winners. So, but you can name all. the other lower league teams that have had decent runs in, like the Bradfords, the Brentfords. Uh, who was it? Preston a couple of years ago. You know, they've had they've had decent runs in it, and, and it's another money maker for these lower league teams where money is continuously yeah, being, that's, being that's, screwed out of it. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad shot if you qualify for Europe, but just don't do it. Hmm. But what good is, is is like Sunderland qualifying for Europe? It's just going to fuck them up next season. Well, it's fun for their fans. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. 
what it's all about, really. Because Millwall qualified for Europe when they reached the FA Cup final, and yeah, so they got a few little punch ups around Europe. So, yeah, absolutely. Good for them. I suppose Jack Collinson today on the Bullshit Podcast. Is it Collinson or Collison? Co- Collison, not oh, Collinson. Collison. And um, I was talking to him about the game after his old man passed away. What, you got a little message on your iPhone watch? Yeah, well, I don't know why you're bringing it out though. Because you're just looking at it when you said a podcast. It was my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Okay. You, you're allowed. Thanks. Uh, shouldn't you put it on airplane mode or something? Ain't gonna fucking fuck up a pod. Uh, it doesn't matter. The um, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about you know three days after his old man passed away, he played in the game of West Ham versus Millwall. Uh, and he's talking about people running the pitch battles and stuff like that. And I was, I was kind of listening, thinking like, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that a little throwback to the old days of footballs, all right. There's, every now and then. I read a little, I read a thread on, on a forum, and it talks about, um, you know, is football violence pathetic? And I think a lot of people who, who regularly attend football games said that, um, obviously they'd rather it not kick off, but the fact that it could makes it all the more exciting. Mm, yeah. Now, this Sunday is probably the first game we look out for in the, in the fixture calendar when it comes out. Yeah. And when I come out of the station, I mean, I don't necessarily feel under threat... But the malevolence in the air yeah. is, is fun. It's, 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 it's fun. It is fun. It's a shame it can't happen every week, but that's just the way it it's is. Mainly, mainly from Spurs, though. The malevolence in the air against West Ham is much more palpable because it's coming from all angles. Yes, yes, but we're not playing West Ham now, so they don't... And it's different when you're at the Emirates compared to when it's, when it's at White Hart Lane, I think. I found, I found it more... I didn't feel, as you say, I didn't feel at any point at the Emirates under threat or whatever but I don't think that they feel that when they come here I think a lot of them genuinely do they do shit themselves don't yeah. they um, alright Liverpool the the game I mean one of the talking points is uh, Onoma um, came in for a lot of criticism where do you all stand on him currently um, it was a bad game but I do think it was bad form people acting him and just being really horrible to him It was a, he had a shit game it happens every professional footballer has had a shit game um, I think he'll I don't. I personally think he should go out on loan. I think Wendy thought I was probably a bit reductive to do so. But I think maybe he should just go out on loan, play every week, and just have more fun with it. I think at the moment, every game he's playing now, he's almost under the microscope, so to speak. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think um, I, I don't want to get into the kind of cesspool that is Twitter and Tottenham Twitter specifically. Um, I, I. I from everything I've seen from him at first team level I don't think he's anywhere near ready to play in our first team I don't think we can trust him to play in the Premier League um, I think he struggled and all I can go about on what I've seen and I don't want to be harsh on him because he is young um, but he needs work a, a lot of work and I don't know if he has the time in order for us to, to, to implement that strategy and, and, and get him to think in the right ways and and, and Windy made the point that he's a centre midfielder, but he's never getting in our centre midfield. The only place he's going to get is these kind of fringe games him to impose himself on. You know, if he was going to play centre midfield, then Poch, I, I can't imagine he would be putting him out there wide. Yeah, I think it's, it's a tricky one because I think you go at it from two schools of thought. You think, you either think, okay, if he's going to go out on loan, he's got to go to a club or with a manager that has got a similar type of ethos. To, to Pochettino because he wants him to be able to come back into that 11 say next season and challenge for that first team spot by doing what he's being asked to do now but oh. have had more minutes of a first team experience either at Premier League or Championship, championship level at doing that which, which is great but one where do you find that club the second point is 
You're right. If he comes back, is he still? Are we gonna be? Is there gonna be space for him? We're still gonna be wanting to to push on next year with maybe even another centre midfield signing. If you know Suzuko ends up not working out or whatever it might be. Is it that he's too slight to play in centre midfield? If his technical ability oh. might be, then again, Tom Carroll plays for Pochettino, so it can't really be that. There must be something about him. Either his technical ability. His, his physical presence that isn't an, isn't allowing him to to play centre midfield if that is the problem. He looks relatively timid to me. I don't know whether there's enough whether there's enough bite bite there. But like you say, look, he's, he's very he's very young. He's coming into a team that's playing very well, but has got um, some of the best midfielders in the league. It, you know, it, it's going to be a, a difficult a difficult grasp for him. Um, like I said, he's going to get this season of playing five minutes here, ten minutes, maybe the odd half hour or so, and I think. We'll probably see at the end of the season where, where it, he ends up. Was it worth taking? Should we have taken the league cup a bit more seriously? I don't think we. I think we took it as seriously as we really could have. Um, in the Liverpool player shadow team, and they've still got Sturridge and Origi up front. And you know these are guys who, okay, at the moment are better than Janssen. Maybe they might end up being better than them. And you know these are perfectly good strikers, and they just in the Liverpool push. Liverpool defensively are poor, but up front they've got they've got an embarrassment of riches. So. It's um, difficult. They, they they played a shadow team, but it was nowhere near the, as weak as ours. Um, we had they played youth in the we played youth, but they had five players that would that could one one on their day start in the Premier League. The only quality on that pitch really came from for the first team players. Lamella yeah. and Wanyama came on, and Janssen um, he didn't have a great game, but he was you could see, got to work with. Yeah, well, yeah and he, he he was still shoulders above some of the youth players out there and it did feel like a little bit of an exhibition I went into the game not really up for it or excited by it I watched the game and was I was just a bit pissed off by the end of it really it was a kind of non-event um, it was a shame I fucking hate Liverpool so that mm. was that was another kicker um, but it was a kind of performance you'd expect from a, a kind of development team or, or a trial team or... but then you look at it and you think that last the last five minutes that ball drops to, to Sean Harrison and one slight miscontrol. It could have, we could have been sat here raving about young kids who have who have come back in a game that they were never really in, and suddenly it's two two. I, I get your point, but I absolutely wouldn't have been raving. No, but you point. know what I mean. There's it's such fine margins, as, as I'm sure we're going to talk about over the next few will. games as well. The thing is, um, I mean, going back to like previous academy players, someone like Andrews Townsend was someone who just had this unshakable self belief, and. I think when you see a Noma, I mean, I'm not seeing much of Harrison, but you see someone like Noma, it doesn't feel like he has that arrogance, like that, I know it's a shitty word, but that kind of swag that mm. says, you know what, I'm the fucking bollocks, I'm good yeah. enough to be here, and I'm going to own it. Sometimes it feels almost like, you know, do I, do, do I deserve to be at this level? And I think when you look at someone like Harry Winks, for example, in comparison, whereas he, he, he still had some moments where he lost the ball, and it's that, but you can just see how much confidence he has in his own ability... He didn't stop doing what he does, even after making a couple of mistakes. He kept he kept taking the ball in areas that were difficult. He kept being brave and, and asking to to take the ball in, in positions that perhaps were going to be a bit tricky for him. And Winks Winks did actually stand out as one of the better better players. He, although he made mistakes in a few wayward passes, you can see that technically he's there. That's what those games are there to do for for him. That's that's what it is. But like I said, I, I was at the end of the game. Even when I was a bit like because I kind of knew that that's what was. That was what was going to be happening. Uh, Leicester game at the weekend uh, with five wins, five draws, zero losses at the moment, unbeaten, still there. Um, I guess it's important that we didn't lose. I thought it was, we were 
I actually thought we were quite unlucky, really. I, I think in another game, if a few inches lower, those, both of those balls would have gone in. You know, the, the Tongans had a brilliant header. Uh, it's clattered off the bar. Ali hit the bar as well. Fortunate with the penalty, but I think three uh, one, and, and you're laughing, and, and everyone's talking about a very different game, which is kind of what you, your point was saying. You know, in terms of the results, essentially change the way you feel about a game. Mm. But you've got to be kind of. I, I think you have to be a little bit. You've got to be able to see the game for what it is. I know it's a results business, and there's all mm-hmm. these kind of cliches, but we were inches away from convincingly winning that game, and I don't think anyone would have been complaining about many of the performances there. If it had those two goals gone in, no, it was it was. You're right, and it was the first, particularly the first thirty thirty five minutes. I was really impressed with us. I thought, you know, we've we've got it about us today. We look like we're actually going to do something. My issue was it was a very strange atmosphere in there on on Saturday. It seemed a bit um, tired. I think it's right. everyone just seemed a bit lethargic. It, nothing, no songs really got going. It just seemed a bit as if everyone had accepted that maybe we weren't going to win. And then when we were playing well and didn't score after that first, before the penalty went in, <clears throat> it it kind of, it was struggled to get going. And I, I just had a feeling that something wasn't quite, quite right that day. And when the penalty went in, I, I didn't, I saw us seeing it out. And the goal, the, the goal that Leicester scored was just from a, from a silly error from, yeah, from Wanyama. His first. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, he, and he, he, he did struggle for about 20 minutes after his mistake. I thought he, there was a couple of bits and pieces where he went, went awry. But Let's just go back to what you were saying before that, though. What, it, the, is it quite difficult to get up for a game when you're watching it? And, you, and Leicester, they tried to break. They, you can see what they were trying to do. Sit back, break. Sit, they do what they did last season so well. Um, and, and to be fair, they got their goal, but... It, it's so frustrating playing against Leicester, playing against Bournemouth. Although Bournemouth, you know, did great in the first half, pressing us, but in the second half just closed up. It's really, really boring to watch a team just sit back and soak up pressure. And it's really hard to get excited about a team like Spurs when all they have to do is try to pick parts in this seemingly impenetrable defence. It's hard. Hmm. It's really hard to get excited it, about that. It is difficult, but... Um... If you're a top team, which we are now, um, this is how teams are going to play against you. Leicester hadn't got a point away from home until last Saturday. All they wanted was a point, and they got what they came for. And I think we should have maybe... I mean, I think anyone could have seen how Leicester were going to play. Mm. Leicester are going to, either are going to approach the game, and I guess they've kind of got to um, try and adapt to that. I mean... Yeah, we do. There was, there, so, so just to, just quickly, um, a match of the day, they showed the City against West Brom game. And they had, um, I don't know if it was Nelito and Sterling, standing by a touchline. Not doing anything, just standing by a touchline, which means some, which means a fullback has to go to them. Yeah, they leaving, can't cheat. Yeah. Leaving a gap in the middle. And there's no reason why we can't do... I mean, it's, I'm not saying that will win us a game, mm. but just a little bit of variation. But, but, but just, to go, just to answer that point about would that be the reason why West, that West why White Lane was flat? It's because you're having to watch us try and persistently break down this... This dogged defence, and, and it happen every home game. Unless, yeah, it's frustrating. You're right, and, and I think people people were getting um, people were getting annoyed at the fact of you know Rose and Walker, who normally sit so high at the pitch. You know, Wanyama would drop in to make that free to collect the ball off a centre half, and then try and spread it out wide to one of the fullbacks. Yeah. It just it just didn't seem to click, and it, and it did from time to time. But then you know, just people just get frustrated instead of putting an early ball in, stopping and turning back on the inside. But it was. Um, you're right. It's just such fine margins that we just looked like we were missing that fight. That again, that just that little final, 
that final ball, that bit of intricacy. And, and alternatively, I genuinely think that we probably would have done for it. With Lamella had been playing, I, I think it could have been a different game that first half. I think it was made for him that first half. And uh, it's a shame it wasn't there. He wasn't. He was he unwell, wasn't, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, missing Alderweireld and Kane. I think Alderweireld, he's, he's accuracy with his long balls. He's sort of raking passes. The kind of thing that Dawson used to try and dream of doing, he kind of does yeah. with a plum. <laughs> Um, and the sharpness and, and clinical nature of Kane but most importantly the difference there are there are many differences between Kane and Janssen um, and, and they're not necessarily about finishing but Kane's position in reading of the game just is so is light years beyond beyond Janssen now, I think one of the, it's a shame but kind of one of Janssen's biggest problems are, is they're almost rudimentary area, errors you know his positional sense running into the into the channels when it's not necessary um, his positioning for crosses it, it may be because I picked up on it early and then I was lo- I'm looking for it constantly whereas I don't usually look for that what, the fact that he's not inside uh, in between the 18 yard edges of the 18 yard box it, as much he seems as he to should be two be. or three yards out of out of position from where, he, where you'd expect him to be he's massively over keen to to go and do work that perhaps he doesn't need to be doing, that he might be doing some of those, some of that supporting Free's job a little bit for them when he doesn't, when he doesn't need to. Maybe he needs to be a bit more selfish. Um, well, on Twitter, the cesspool, mm-hmm. um, James Moore put out a stat showing um, the amount of passes Janssen got, and a player who passed him the most times was Rose at five times, Ranyama four times. But the three players behind him, I think Ericsson passed the most at three times. The point being is that. The, the band of three wasn't, didn't seem to be supporting them as much as, as maybe they should. And at the um, and when we beat City 2-0, two, two um, Erickson passed to, him, to Son 12 times, Ali passed him a couple of times, and there's just so much of a difference between the two performances. It feels like, um, I think if Janssen was to go wide, he'd create more space for Ali and Son to run beyond. But it seems like, um, as Flav said, he's fight, I don't know if it's Flav or you, I said, um, he's fighting battles. He doesn't need to, doesn't mm. need to maybe be backing into... Maybe he should be just going out wide, creating space for those guys to run beyond. I think he probably didn't get the passes that that, he, that Son got because his position again, his position is all wrong. He's not showing uh, the option to, to those three. Do you think it's maybe the understanding as well? Yeah, yeah, all of that. So I'm, I'm really excited to see him next season. I know it sounds daft, but I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him fitter. I'd like to see him leaner. I think there's, um, I think there's more stuff to be done with him. Uh, I think this this season might end up coming too early for him. If I, I wish he'd shoot more though. Yes, because he, he has he, got a decent. As yeah. we've seen for the Holland game, he's got a, he's got a decent shot. Um, he, you mentioned about him backing into Morgan and, and Hoof, and obviously, I most against most teams that wouldn't be ideal because again, he's kind of like the <coughs> brute force yeah. centre forward. But he was fucking fantastic at, brilliant, at, at doing that. Morgan and Hoof are pony. They're fucking. Where's pan- Morgan? Their pants was horrific. I- it's not even. It ain't even. It's not their fault, right? They've won the league. The mm. fact that Ranieri's won the league with them two as centre back is incredible. And and fucking hats off to him. But he's Where's Morgan? Especially is is. I, I don't. I, I fuck. I don't know how they won the league with them two about it because they they were so upset by Janssen uh, and the, he was pulling them all over the place. Mm. His strength against two blokes at least a foot taller, well, you know, half a foot taller in whatever six inches. He was giving them absolute nightmares, and and he had his best game for Tottenham, but very little of it came on the ball. Mm. It was it was his kind of strength and and he, the way he was winding them up and and how easily they were. 
dishevelled by Janssen's presence. It doesn't say much for our style of play because in order to currently, in order to best play Janssen, um, it seems a more direct approach might might help rather than you know the slow build-up play. Can I just one one final thing about the Leicester game from my point of view was um, the referee who I believe was Bobby Madley. Right? I haven't watched much of the day back, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was Bobby Madley. Was horrific. It was there was so many every time that there was a style of play when you're playing against a team that have got so many men behind the ball you need there to be at least some some rhythm some momentum where you might be having a ball for, for two three minutes you try a free ball it doesn't work out you, you press you win that ball back and that rhythm starts and it's fine sooner or later they lose that little bit of concentration and you find that free ball that couldn't happen because the first half particularly it was the, every foul was very very soft I'm not usually one for talking about referees it wasn't but a it was, either, I didn't think uh, I haven't seen it back on TV, so I can't really say. Well, Janssen made a massive deal of it. Um, someone as strong as him doesn't get sort of flipped back. I mean, I'll take it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But so. um, how are you not feeling about Tottenham at the moment? Because there's a lot of fucking negative vibes. Even this podcast has been quite negative so far. So, how are you feeling about it? Um, and the last two seasons have been very, very lucky with injuries. I remember a lot of the times we'd maybe have one injury, which was for Tongan long term at the time. And this season, they've had to shuffle our pack, and it seems like maybe we're struggling with um, a few key players out. And um, I think Bardi tweeted earlier on that Maldivero was long passing. Maybe we missed that. Yeah. But how do I feel about Spurs? I can see why people are frustrated because we came off the City result thinking that was going to be a springboard to us brushing aside Bournemouth, West Brom, and Leicester. And it's almost like that had the reverse effect. So it is, it is frustrating, but. It's better than nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think my point kind of stems a little bit from that. But um, on my uh, on my time hop, actually, the other day popped up uh, uh, something that I actually wrote for the Fighting Cock a long time ago. It was just after the Newcastle game a couple of years ago when Dyer switched off straight from halftime and he was playing right back yeah. and they equalised straight away after halftime. Yeah. yeah, and there was and like you say, Twitter and all the rest of it was an absolute was an absolute mess and, and people would, were really really unhappy with Enoch uh, and I wrote something about you know the whole point of you know if you really want change you can't sit and moan on social media you've got to go out and do something whether that's joining the trust or go out and march and protest or banners or whatever it might be and it was after obviously the, the lesser game and I looked at it and I thought you know what as much as I'm that's really frustrating today and, it, and it's, it's, become, it's a bit stop start so far this year you look how far we've come just in two years and, I'm, and that's how I'm trying to look at football now. I'm trying to have a little bit more perspective rather than trying to react quite as quickly as perhaps I used to. Um, and you see how far we've come. And I think, do you know what? We're still three points off the top. We've how many games on? Ten, is it? Or nine? Unbeaten. Nine or ten. Unbeaten. In the league. I mean, I'm not a big fan of that whole unbeaten thing. But, you know, and we're going into a, pr- a crucial period against against Scum, West Ham, Chelsea, which people don't necessarily expect a huge amount, and maybe that's when we actually end up doing our best performance. There is value in being unbeaten. Why? Huh? Why? Well, because... Would you rather be a team that's difficult to get beat, or a team that wins game, but you can't tell each week, which is what we've been previously, whether we're going to win 4-0 or get smashed 4-0? I think, there's, yeah, I think you're right, there's a nice consistency in the fact that we're not, even though we're not winning... Do you go into any game this season now thinking, we're going to get beat? We, got, we haven't got a chance this week. You go in thinking, if we get beat, it's going to be some fucking team to tear us apart. 
or, or even to score more than a goal. Yeah. Do you know, the only time I felt like that was Liverpool, yeah, and that's the only time I felt like that this yeah, season. That's then, why I felt know, someone new. Walker, yeah. yeah, and we didn't expect that going in. Yeah. Walker was sick, you know, we were getting done down that left hand side. Um, and um, there, there is something in, in being doggy. Look, I understand some of the issues with us lack, uh, lacking, a lack of scoring goals, but we've lost 62 goals. Striker over the last two, two seasons, he's scored mm. something like 62 yeah. goals. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna struggle there. But I, it's, there's something about the being deliberate and not. <sighs> Fuck, I don't give a shit, really. <laughs> I, I think it's. Um, I just don't want it to become a something that just kind of hangs around us and the of I think last season, when there's been a few people asking questions about the comparisons between the unbeaten and last season, and this season, last season it was a bit unexpected. And we thought, oh, oh, here we are. You know, we were unbeaten for about 10, 14 games, whatever the fuck it was. Now mm. it's like, well, would you rather just maybe lose one and win a couple more? But that's not how it works, is it? We'd have just lost. We'd have just lost a couple and would have two less points. We wouldn't have won more. I think it comes down to in terms of where we are at the minute. I think we're, we're not losing games against, no matter what you say about Leicester, they're the current champions of, of the Premier League. Um, and against um, you know Bournemouth and West Brom were frustrating games but we're not losing these games even with the players that we were missing at the time Kane, Alderweireld Dembele just coming into fitness Dyer is is in an awful patch of form at the minute um, and Ericsson I, I, I know we don't I don't really want to talk about Ericsson again but that was awful that's the worst I've ever seen him play um, and, and he's a fantastic player who's just not in very good form and yet we're still not losing so hopefully that means that when these players do click in together and hopefully it's all together that we'll, we'll, we'll come back strong No, that's, I mean, to be fair I do agree with that the fact that um, we've got maybe five players who are out of form and we're still, and we're still not getting that's probably something to, to hold on to but um, I don't use, using the Knights as an example is probably a bit disingenuous disingenuous in my, in my opinion I think that um, every season you progress a bit more and um, I just think I think I think people have a right to be frustrated I don't think you've got a right to throw a fucking wobbly because we're in we're, we're in a better state than most other clubs um, when Arsenal drew nil at home to Middlesbrough yeah. um, we were laughing at them a lot of people are laughing at them I was laughing at them too and now they've what they smashed Sunderland away from home. They got us bringing their step. They won pieces to opening day of the season. Um, man, you the start of the season they smashed Bournemouth. Now we're laughing. There's lots of swinging roundabouts this season. So yeah, m- maybe one. I mean, Spooky tweeted yesterday that hopefully this is our slump and we don't mm. have a slump in May. So, yeah, exactly. In yeah. April. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's just frustrating that we hadn't beaten teams that we should really be beating if you're going to win the league. But because you look at that fixture list and you look at the West Brom, Bournemouth, Leicester at home yeah. and you think fuck we've got scum other scum and more scum after that and you think well you know let's get these points on the board but then saying that we could quite easily go and beat all three of them in, yeah, in, yeah. in, the, next, in the next couple of weeks I think that we're going to be tur- we'll all turn off against Arsenal that's my gut feeling I, I, I think it'll be uh, I, I can't overestimate that how, how difficult it is to break teams down at any Premier League level um, if a team sets up the defensively certainly someone is as good as Leicester have been over the last 18 months or so and we won't have to do so, that against the scum yeah. we won't and I'm not, I'm not saying that they won't come out and it won't be difficult to, to stop them from conceding but I just think it'll be it'll be more su- uh, and, it, and it'll be an exciting game for neutrals and it's going to be difficult for us to watch because our hearts are going to be in our mouths and it's going to be end to end I suspect 
but it's playing against Arsenal's more suitable to I think Pochettino's style of management mm. than 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 than, than a West Brom or a Bournemouth. West Brom, well, Bournemouth. I can't even criticise them because certainly in the first half they outplayed us at, at, at our, our own, own game. At own game. So that I, I don't actually hold Bournemouth in that. Except in the second half they turned to West Brom. Anyway, look, look. Let's get on. Uh, Leverkusen. How do you pronounce it? Because someone dagged me out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Hunt. Hunt. Le- Leverkusen. So, Leverkusen. Are you pronouncing it correctly or is everyone pronouncing it wrong? I'm definitely pronouncing it incorrectly because I always do. Leverkusen. It's Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Yeah, yes. that feels much better. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But you're going to get it wrong, doesn't matter. I'm it's, definitely going to say it's it. endearing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's like on your, well, we'll talk about that in a bit about your, um, your half time update, but we'll, we'll get into that. All oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. But Leverkusen's a bit of an interesting one. Um, the other day they lost in their version, I don't know if it was a version of the FA Cup, I don't know if they've got a League Cup too, whatever the fuck it is, but they lost to a, they lost to a third tier team. Really? Yeah. And um, I think their manager was banned from the game, so he had to watch it on his iPad. Yeah. <laughs> in the dressing room. He was back, what you mean he got sent off during the game? No, no, he's banned, he had some kind of suspension. Right. Yeah, right. And um, I, think, I don't know where they are in the league now, but they're on a very bad one, the foreign manager's under a bit of pressure. So Leverkusen great against us. Though. Yeah, but Leverkusen may be a bit like Leicester in, in that um, they raised their game for the Champions League. Yeah, and maybe in the league they're not, they're not as motivated. But they did win last weekend because I think um, Smith was under threat of maybe well, not maybe losing his job, but he's under. There's a lot of um, unrest, and they beat Wolfsburg away, so that's probably a bit of a boost, bit of a boost for them. Mm. Um, NFL on Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and it went into overtime. <laughs> it did indeed. But before we played Monaco, there was a Billy Joel concert a few days before. I actually forgot about that one. I put it in the running order. Right. So, and I imagine there'd be a decent turnaround to to sort the pitch out. Well, they wouldn't be standing on the grass, though, would they? Well, they do because they put a cover on it. Yeah, exactly. Like you do, like we do, from, like you did for boxing, for example. Like Brock Groves, for example. And that's all. Just... What they just put like a bit of yeah, rubber it's like, down. No, it's like um, it's like uh, folded aluminium. Um, Pallets, essentially, yeah, thin stuff that goes on top of it. But like I said, the um, Wembley's it's going to be important, and as I think TC, you said it's going to be important that we start quickly against them because yeah. that result at Wembley is going to be is going to be massive. I, I think the players will know, particularly the Monaco game. You've heard them talk after the Monaco game how they were really disappointed in, in particularly the first half performance against against Monaco and. I think they'll really, really be up to, for trying to, and, and this game is vital as well to, to try and finish as, as top of that group. Um, I, I'm, I'm expecting to see a fast, quick start, lots of intense pressure. Um, it's whether we can make that pressure pay in those early moments will be will be the judge of it for me. Yeah, if we lose this one, we're probably in trouble, aren't we? What, what in quality and getting out at all? Well, no, finishing second, mate. I mean, yeah. I'm well. quite happy to finish second. I'm not that fast, really, because no, I, I take difference. those big teams. That's part of it for me. I've seen this question been asked a few times, and um, does the Champions League feel a bit of an anti-climax this time around? Last, because last of the time, group, yeah. because last time around it was like, oh my god, oh my god, didn't know we got Werder Bremen next, we got Twente, and we got Inter. But now it's a bit like, okay, we've got Leverkusen. I'm not. I've got a ticket for the game. I'm looking forward to. But not like. I'm not massively hyped mm. about the game at all. I no, think, I'm the same, yeah. I think part of it's been at Wembley. There, yeah, there's it's a element it's not our ground. Yeah. And and it's gonna even work worse next next year. It's, yeah. it's it's not our it's not our ground. You know, football's all about when your home ground is your turf, it's your area, it's your and in, in the old days it's about representing the community and and, and, and the area around your pitch and the, the enemy are coming on your, your, your patch and you've got to defend it kind of thing. Um, 
Well, Wembley is just not ours. And what if we get to Wembley? Yeah, but also, yeah. Yeah. do you think it would be different if we'd have beat Monaco? Because the novelty factor of, of going to Wembley and seeing well, you know, 90,000 years and the rest of it, but um, what I mean is... I'm going on Wednesday and I don't really feel anything. Yeah, but I think for me, I was quite excited. I was genuinely, genuinely hyped for the first one. Oh, Being at Wembley and, and and seeing that many Spurs fans and it was just like, we, we can't lose this game. Surely we can't lose this game. <laughs> um, and I think if we'd have won it, I think I'd be looking forward to Leverkusen more than I am perhaps now. I, I can't really put any reasoning behind that. But Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that because there's a, uh, there a lot made up about making Wem- Wembley white. Which is nice of them, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, no. As, um, I say the, the way. The <laughs> Sorry, so deadpan, which was nice of them. <laughs> but um, no, I mean they gave us they gave us flags all to wear white and all of that's a bit. And um, I, I thought, you, seen was, I thought you was making some sub comment about it being borderline racist. That was a joke. All yeah. right, that's what you, I thought. You yeah. I thought you was yeah, yeah. I thought you was just talking about. I oh, forget it. This is. Well, I, I, I did get it. Over explained a joke. Jesus. So, no, no, no. The point I was making is that um, they, the what they did around the stadium, they put a lot of our banners up with our badges on, with the, with the Tottenham Hotspur crest on it and everything. And I've never seen that many Spurs fans in one place before. So the whole feeling of euphoria, just being around so many Spurs fans, was, was awesome. Mm. And the fact that they got two sucker punches so early on just kind of take this take the wind out of ourselves. I thought we did quite play well in that game as well. I think yeah. over the ninety minutes, yes. But if you break it down into halves, it was a bit okay. Um, all right, we're going to move on to Arsenal in the second half because we've already been crawling too long. Uh, here is Windy. Yeah. Windy, I have to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I've got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan, although not so much the players out on loan this week, because I want to talk a bit about the youth teams who've had an unbeaten week since, well, God knows how long, week two maybe? Um, The under-23s drew one all with Manchester United on Friday afternoon. Our goal came from Shea and Harrison. And Hugo Ekiog reverted back to playing players in their less usual positions, which actually worked this time. So on this occasion he had Charlie Owens, who's a holding midfielder, playing at centre-back. He had Anton Walks playing as a number eight in midfield, presumably for a bit of muscle in there. And he had Kyle Walker-Peters, who's generally a right-back, playing on the left of a band of three behind Harrison. That one's slightly less unusual because Walker-Peters has played on the wing before and is actually a converted forward. Um, But he's not played in that position for a while as far as I'm aware. Anthony Georgiou apparently had a very good game, which I'm really pleased about because... He's really struggled a bit with a step up to the under-21s, which are now the under-23s. And he's also had some dreadful injury problems. So it's good to see him put a string of games uh, together where he's actually playing sort of more akin to his old form. Um, so that was great. And then the under-18s won 4-0 on Saturday morning against Brighton. Uh, two goals in that one from Samuel Shishua, who was apparently the man of the match. And the other goals came from Dylan Duncan, who's also enjoying a run of good form. And Jaffet Tanganga, our excellent centre-back, who's uh, a very good player and certainly one to watch. We had a couple of under-16s playing in that game as well. We had Oliver Skip, a young holding midfielder, and uh, Phoenix Patterson, who's an attacking midfielder with uh, a lot of potential. He ended the game playing at right-back, apparently. He's also got a younger brother in the youth system called Kane. We have a few uh, siblings in our youth academy at the moment, 
the Magoma brothers, Christian and Paris. Obviously, Jack used to play for us also. And um, also the Shishua brothers, Armando and Sam Shishua. Uh, Sam's in the under-18s, under-23s at the moment, and Armando's an under-16 player. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see them in the same team at some point. Our under-19s play against Bayer Leverkusen in the UEFA Youth League on Wednesday. I believe that's on BT Sports during the day. Um, hopefully our unbeaten streak will continue through that, although we have struggled a bit in the UEFA Youth League so far. I think perhaps partly because the team tends to be a mishmash between the under-18s and the under-23 team, and they're struggling a bit with balancing a third competition. But we'll see how we get on there. Thank you to Flav for last week's youth update, uh, which has received... Wow. More praise than I've ever received in the whole time of doing this. So thanks, guys, for that. Um, it was funny. It was very funny. I'm low to admit it, but I enjoyed it. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players or players out on loan, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come on You Spurs. Second half, the fine fucking poker! Suck my dick! Right, a little bit more energy this half. Yeah, let's go. I'm basically responsible for that because uh, <laughs> oh, this is the third podcast I've done today. <laughs> Um, Even by the end of that sentence, you've gone back down. Exactly. <laughs> Which isn't isn't the fault of the fighting cock. It's just uh, with work and that. But it's quite hard to talk constantly all day about football, uh, and then and then to do it at, uh, in the evening. But it's Tottenham, so we love it. I do love it. I do absolutely love it. I and mean, we've got Arsenal at the weekend. You can't get excited for that. Then what's the point of being in the game? Get the fuck out of here. What's, yeah. the, what's the whole point? Um, but. I was going to say thanks to Wendy, but there's a lot of um, comments about your your half-time stint last week. I listened what were the comments? Positive? Negative? What were they? I, I'd say 90% positive, 10% people saying, oh, what's he doing that for? Yeah. Um, I, um, I I listened back to... So, so when, when I recorded it, it was like I, I thought I'd be jokingly negative. So, like, nonchalant and... Uh, Kind of like dismissive, and I listened back to it, and I thought, well, "Fucking hell, that sounded miserable." Nailed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and which, which it was kind of—I was playing around a little bit, although I was in a bad mood. Were you drunk? Yeah, Matt, I was pissed. Oh, you! I, what a stupid question. Yeah, I had eight, I, I had I had five 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 cans of tisky. That went eight to five very quickly. Yeah, was that just why, a bit of uh, social wait. worried about social judgment there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could have eight cans of tisky and stand up. To be fair, uh, I was driving, I was coming back from Liverpool, and does um, anyone who knows me on any level will know of my disdain for the city of Liverpool? Um, it's not even a city of Liverpool. It's just I don't like going up there. I don't like don't like any, anything past Watford really. <laughs> I don't even like Watford that much. Um, I live past Watford. Oh yeah, where do you live? Aylesbury. I've never been Why there. Why am I, I don't want to say that? Quite, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck's sake. It doesn't matter. No people going to come and fight you? Matt Ellsbury, is that what you're worried about? No. You're right. He'd well, give, him, give him a body shot, wouldn't he? Yeah, stop him to the body. I'm proud I'm of you. I'm not because you're just shouting no one I'm cares after three months. No, I won't. I won't. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. <laughs> okay. It's, it's not hard to drop a human. Do like, you know what I said? I was so proud of it at boxing training, right? And I said, I, I stopped someone to the body. T's first message back was like, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. T- no, it wasn't. It was lies. Yeah. Lies. lies. <laughs> um, t- t- most people won't know this, but if you come up with any kind of suggestion or, or um, happy progressive thought, T's mm. there to, 
to knock you back down to reality. Exactly, I've got, I've got to keep it real. That's your role in life. We don't do happiness. I think, <laughs> I think supporting Tottenham is a bit of a parallel of how I feel about life. Anything, something goes up. If something goes up to Tottenham, something bad's around the corner. <laughs> yeah, about you know, that. We, we finished fourth in the league, then Chelsea won the Champions League. You know, just that's just life. Yeah, mm. you just it's better to, to, to it's better to taper your, your expectations. It's better that's, to know that as well. You know that, so anything else that happens that isn't an absolute catastrophe. Mm. You know, this is actually quite a good segue to the calm to the calm little. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. So, well, we all know that. Uh, 12, we, we've said it about well, it must be about three hundred times. Twelve men a day do commit suicide. It is terrible. Men don't talk about their problems. Men do feel sad and low. Men should talk to someone. They've got a helpline open from 08... Open from... It's midnight, sorry, from 5pm. 0808-802-5858. Uh, there's websites. And you can follow them on Twitter. At The Calm Zone. We've got Arsenal. Um, eight years. Eight years since the 4-all. Yeah. Um, and it's great. That was great. That was fantastic. Because we, we were kind of on the cusp... We didn't know what we were on the cusp of, but that was a massive turning point. Not that result, but that time when new, the the greatest thing about last the podcast last week, the chat about Redknapp was just fucking glorious. Cool. It was great. I really, I was really interested, and, and for, for, I think it's the first time I've ever listened to the Fighting Cock properly um, that, when I haven't been on. Cause there's, only, there's, like, <laughs> there's only been about three or four times that I haven't been on, and I tried to listen to it last week, kind of from a for, as if I'd never heard it, mm. and. You know, there's some bits about it. I, you know, there was, it was quite long. <laughs> the first half was very long, and because I, again, I, I work in football, so I, I spend so so long talking about it. But the, you, you guys started talking about Redknapp, and you kind of sum that era up so perfectly and so well-roundedly that that's the word. Um, that and, and it was such an important time because we didn't know because we were coming off the back of a horrendous run under Ramos. And, and Redknapp came in and again everyone thought it was kind of like a, a temporary measure and I think it was our third game against Arsenal might have been our second mm-hmm. was it yeah because we beat Bolton we beat Bolton a brilliant headed goal from uh, cross from Bentley and, and Pavlichenko headed yeah. in I think Ben got a goal too and then yeah. we played we had um, we had Arsenal and Liverpool in the same week yeah the we Pavlichenko beat, last minute yeah. yeah we beat Liverpool and we beat Arsenal and it turned well, out we Arsenal oh, sorry sorry we drew Arsenal yeah. uh, it felt like a win because we, we scored two we goals we were there I wasn't at the four. I was at the Liverpool game, but mm. I was at the Arsenal game. Because everyone knows where they were. I was. This that. was still my West Country days, so I very rarely did I did I go to what? How old are you? Uh, when was it? Eight years ago. 30. So I was. I was twenty one. <laughs> uh, I was actually playing football. We had a night game, a cup match, and uh, I. Um, I didn't. But I knew what I'd, I'd heard. Someone say the score. Uh, when we were uh, four, was it four one? Four one down. Four two. Four two. Four two down. Three one. Yeah, four four two down. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then they told me, that, and I asked what the final score was on, like, when I came off when we finished the game and walking back to the changing rooms, and they were saying oh, four four, and I was like, oh fuck off, because none of them were Spurs fans, and they were just winding me up. And then when we got back into the clubhouse, and I saw the score, I went fucking mental. So you were playing football is the answer. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the short answer <laughs> short answer you didn't see it and you were playing football where were you to I was at the famous Three Kings in West Kensington yeah. famous pub in, in London and um, I, was, I was probably about the only Tottenham fan in the entire pub and because um, it was 3-2 for about a minute yeah. and then they got their four goal fuck it it's all over 
And then um, when we equalised, I, I ran around the entire pub. And if you know this pub, it's quite a big pub. And I ran all the way around at least twice. If yeah, I top the scarf around my head, just mental. I've told this story before, but I was in... So you in the pub? There you go, she's trying it, but does it work? Well, he watched it. Doesn't uh, work, Alex. Fine. <laughs> just concede. Yield! 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 Uh, I've told this story before, but I was watching it in my front room um, with my ex-girlfriend. And... Uh, yeah, well, I was watching it on the computer on a, an illegal stream, and we went four two down. And at that point, I took my earphones off because my missus was watching telly, and I fucking threw them at the wall. And I just sat down on the sofa. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm done. I, I can't watch this." And I was on the sofa, and it was still on the screen. And I was watching the telly, but on, the other eye was on the screen still. <laughs> and then Modric, was he scored? Gina scored. G- Gina, Gina scored, scored that girl, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And it was that was making it four three. A great left footed curling shot. And I looked at it, and I was like, "Hello, <laughs> cheeky." <laughs> yeah, what's happening here then? And I, I, I got up and, and I strolled back across the room, and then. It came from and, and, and Spurs are pushing forward and it broke to Modric and he kind of hit that half foot bounce once and he hit the mm-hmm. volley, hit the post, come back, Len slotted it in. There was only, I mean, God bless the Spurs fans that stayed there because yeah. I, yeah. I can't, I can't even conceive of how difficult that would have been. I, 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 I get people's bugbears with people leaving early, but getting beat by Arsenal. I can understand why people want to leave. I, I do. I, it's unbearable. Them but, scumbags celebrating around you. you. You've got. You've got to finish that story because I know there's a good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So Sorry, the, the, those scumbags cele- celebrating around you. It's just too much. Yeah. And I couldn't even handle it sitting in my front room. Anyway, so Lennon scores, and I just fucking lose it. Like I, I'm just kicking the fucking boot in the cat, just <laughs> screaming, taking my top off. Like going crazy on my own, and, and, and a part of being a football fan is, is about celebrating with people around you, yeah. right? And, and, and it, you, you're sharing these moments with people. And when you're on your own, something monumentous has to happen, like that. Equalising for all, amazing game. Spurs are back on the up. We're not getting relegated anymore. There's no relegation party <laughs> for West Ham, Chelsea, yeah. and Arsenal. We're back in the game. I'm going fucking crazy. I turn around and my ex-girlfriend sitting on the sofa and she looks at me and she goes I wish you felt like you do I wish you felt about me like you do <laughs> yeah. about Tottenham and I was like you fucking arsehole <laughs> how dare you yeah, he take this <laughs> away from me now why are you taking this away from me how dare you mm. this is one of the greatest footballing moments of my life nay this is the, one of the greatest moments of my life it is better than sex. Yeah. Better than fucking top-loading ten pills. It's the best. It's the fucking best. <laughs> and with one sentence, you snatch that away yeah. from me. You cow. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> I, I just, just to caveat that, I love, I still love my ex-girlfriend deeply. She's amazing. I'm, uh, I, I'm very grateful for, for my wife now because she's had to watch. She actually, she these games where it's so intense. The, when we beat Arsenal two one, the Bale and Lennon goals, that game, for example, yep. watching that at home, and it was that was the first time that we'd been together. And she she filmed me uh, watching uh, watching that, and when I watch it back, I, I can see why she doesn't want to be uh, in have the you room. Still got it. I've still got the Arsenal one. Yeah, the can, man. Can you send it to us and we put it out there? 
Yeah, 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 fine. And the Man City one, which you, which the Fighting Cock put on there, is on their Fighting Cock Instagram feed. I love when that. I turned, when we, when Ericsson scored <laughs> that win at the end of the game, and I was so stressed. And you're right, you're on your own. I, I, if you're watching it at home, you, you haven't got any of your mates to be to be bouncing off of. So there's no one. Yeah. So when that Man City, when that final whistle went, I turned around and went, fucking yes! And I punched the pillow on the comfort. <laughs> I looked like a fucking orangutan. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> they're amazing moments. And I, I must admit, I'm very grateful to, to, to Rihanna because she she just kind of lets it be but yeah. she had to leave that Man City well, after she left for the, until that last five minutes she left because she's like the atmosphere in the house is just it's tense I can't deal with it so she had to go for a walk but what my observation of that is my it's, I love that video right <laughs> my observation is that is we've just we've just beaten like we've beaten we're going at that stage and how it turned out was sad but we, 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 this, I was like, we're going to win the league. We're yeah. actually oh, going to yeah. fucking yeah. win that the league. It, yeah. But your reaction is like, we've. It's like. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. This is what it's like, right? And this is going to sound harsh, right? But it's someone who's. It's like murdered a relative, right? And you find out he's going down for life. So you're, you're kind of fucking happy, <laughs> but you're really sad because you still got a dead relative. And you're, it was like, there's, where's the, you, you was like celebrating and then you was, and you was like, and then you just sat down. Yeah, that's And, my... and you put your head in your hands and you was like, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Sure, on both videos, at the end of the Arsenal when I sit there and go, oh, with my hands on my and I go, oh, fuck's sake. And then on the Man City when I sit there and, cra- and you can see me cradling just, yeah. just for a quick second. Because that's what it's like. Because you look at it afterwards, you think, but this like, is ridiculous. Like you shouldn't be like this. It's like, you don't, it's like you don't enjoy it. That's I don't bit. enjoy it. I look for, they ask him, I look forward to it all year. And now it's like a few days away. I feel sick. I feel sick. Do you, do you, you miss about the Man City game? What? That was Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was. It was. And do you know what? You Leverkusen, like that at Valentine's Yeah, day. and Leverkusen on second, Leverkusen our wedding anniversary. I'm not, I'm not there either. Oh, right. Bless what? Her. You're yeah. going to the game instead of... Yeah. Have you talked about this? Yeah, she knows. You, no, I know she knows, but does she know? <laughs> know what? Well, does she... Do you know, actually, more the point? You, you know that she knows, but do you really know what she thinks? I don't care because uh, because this is it's been it's been prearranged. It's fine. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it was it was a great the four four was great, and I'll, I'll always remember those moments because for some reason all of those momentous oh. moments I've always been on my own. <laughs> I I have to be in the ground for every Spurs Arsenal. Game. Yeah, you've mm. talked about. I, I agree with you. I, I, I wish actually I was, have yeah. to because I I think when you're in the ground, you feel you've got some power over the result. You don't really, but. If I'm at home, I just feel powerless, mm. and now I've got to be there, and I'm, I'm there again on Sunday. It's a it's a midday k- kickoff, isn't it? Yeah, midday. So <laughs> I've got to be in the pub from eight a.m. So mm. that'll be fun. Why do you think that is? Then? Do you think it's because if you're not watching it on TV, you haven't got to hear all the noise of commentary and people, and if Spurs are not doing well or whatever, and then that kind of people's other people's opinions. If you're with around yeah. people that you know and like and think in similar I'm ways, actually, I'm actually sat by myself on Sunday. Oh, right. but I probably moved towards my mates because he just said we won at the away game. But um, but no, I just think in the ground you've got a release for your emotions, and your release for your emotions are the 22 men on the ground. Mm. But at home, I, d- I don't know. I don't. I mean, this season's a bit weak. I'm watching more games at home than I've ever, ever, ever done before, and it just feels. Um, I think the last game I watched on TV might have been Palacios' debut. The nil nil. Do you remember that tackle mm. that Palacios made? Oh, I don't. Was remember. it a bouet or something like that? 
So he, Burger, got sent off. So he was in the. I mid- know what you're talking about. Though, yeah. Palacios was crouched down, like he was squatting, and he, he was so low. It was like a panther, and he stood still. And this player came into him and, and did a feint and, and pushed the ball right. It, was it a buoy? I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Oh, it might have been Nazri or Fabregas in my head. And imagine it's Fabregas, and he just did a feint and turned left. And Palacios, from a stand, for squatting position, pounced again like a pounder and just <laughs> took the ball away from him. And he had that was his debut. It was, I think it was. A blinding performance. I mean. When we signed Palacios, we'd had Zakora before that. Mm. Yeah, we did have Zakora before that. Yeah. Maybe the summer before. And that was a position that we struggled for for a long time. And people compared him to Graham Roberts in terms of the way his style of play. Mm. But the point I wanted to make was um, an old friend of the podcast, Charlie Marks, posted a video. I think he plays for Miami now, Palacios. Oh, really? And they asked him, who's going to win the league? Who's going to win the Premier League? And he said Tottenham. Yeah, so that, that's no. quite nice of him. Yeah, it was nice of him. He, was ne- he never was the same since they uh, found his brother, really. Yeah, he was... That's the story. You know, that, yeah, I've completely forgotten about that, that tackle, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's, yeah. I was... That game as well, and, and I tend to judge... There's certain players that do certain certain things in a, in a North London derby that that will change forever the way I think of them. Last season's performance at the Emirates, for example, was the first time I looked at that group of players and thought, "Wow, this this could really be something." Because the performance was was fantastic. Everything that I look for in football and what I enjoy about football was it was in that game. Apart from apart from them equalising, obviously. I but I think Palacios might have been Redknapp's first signing. It was a weird no. one, Plasters, wasn't it? Because yeah. they were going back and forth. Wouldn't City yeah. City bid for for him like on the, on the hoof to try and put us off because we were going for well, another he, player he that they wanted. Demolished us like in one of Redknapp's in the Redknapp's first season. He demolished us playing for Wigan, hmm. and uh, Redknapp was playing. Uh, uh, Redknapp played Ledley King in defensive midfield in that yeah. game. I remember it vividly. And Palacios was just he was just demolished. He, that midfield. he joined the next window. He did not that window. He joined the next. Yeah, and yeah. eleven million pound. I think we paid. Might have been more. Already, but. Yeah. but um, but no, I mean, on the uh, on, on order, it says um, could botch the f- curveball and start wings like he did with Ryan Mason a couple of years ago. Because before we played um, Arsenal at the Emirates in Potter's first season, he started Mason. I think Mason had scored against Nottingham Forest that week. <laughs> and he starts Mason. Um, we've got a few, I shouldn't say huge problems in centre midfield, but it's been a, there's a lot been, as well as when Yama has played it, it doesn't have the range of passing that Da does. And maybe that's affecting us in a way. Maybe he puts Winks alongside him. Can you see that happening? It's, it's a small chance, but it, who, who knows? I, I would be okay with that if Dembele was in one of the three behind behind the uh, behind the striker. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Dembele plays. Dembele's our start. Dembele is our best midfielder. I don't think currently in his current state he is in, in terms of fitness. Mm. He isn't. No, but, maybe not. But I, I, he starts for me. Yeah, I think... Um, you don't drop wings to Dembele, not, not in a million years. I think... Um, Sorry, the other way around. Yeah, play, playing wings in, in that game would be a, a huge risk. And I, and I think not just for us, but I also think for him. I think um, it's... It, and it's a, it's a game after a, after a back of results that are frustrating but not horrific. It has the opportunity of this game to really... To, you could really leave this game with some ill feeling if we don't perform well. And I think... Um, I can't look past Wanyam and, and, and Dembele together I think with, with, the, with the form that they're in Arsenal at the moment and the confidence that they're enjoying you need something that's got to break that up and, 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 then, and then you play around that for me I, I think it would be I would be disappointed if Winks started and I'm a huge fan of Harry Winks but 
I, I just think I think it's not great for him to start in a game like that um, at this point in the season. I don't, I, 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 sorry, sorry, T. But I, I, I think that he would he'd be fine. I, I, I don't worry about Harry Winks. I just think he's going to be less effective than than Dembele. Yeah, that's essentially my point. Yeah, I mean, I'm not advocating. I'm starting, but I mean, when Mason started and that team was in a very different place to the, to the way the team is now. Um, we talked last week a was little that, bit. Sorry, go on. We talked last week then about how um, it was Kabul, Adebayo, and then they wanted to kind of, not so much overthrow Potts, but said, you know, we've got to start. And Mason came in at a time when we needed something. And we're not in a great run of form, but as Fluff said in the first half, which is correct actually, was that it's not a catastrophe. It's it's a little bump. It's a little bump in the road, and maybe we don't have to go to extreme measures like playing someone like Harry Winks. I just think at that time, I think the time when Mason started, Poch was trying to implement his ideology yeah. on the team, on the squad, and playing youth and, and players that he can trust. He says in his own words, "It's a player I can trust." Mason was that player. Yeah, he's kind of like instructions. And we took yeah, and he was young. Yeah. He could run for for miles. And I don't know if you remember, but Mason and Bentaleb in his first season mm. were They great. were gold. I mean, it's yeah. easy to forget that. They were really great. It's weird that Bentaleb's their top scorer at Schalke now. It's just weird. Bentaleb's tearing it up now. He started, he's doing, he, started, he started very poorly, but the manager pulled him to one touch. You know, just play it simple. And he's, but yeah. he shows, shows his horses for causes. As much as we love Pochettino, and, and I, I think he's a fantastic manager, there, there'll be some players that, that... He's not God. You know, there's some players that won't thrive underneath him for whatever reason, whether that's well, their issue or whether that's his issue. Mm. And there'll be players that go out and, and do well, And but there's no point he could score... Well, not 50, like you said in your update, actually, he can't go out and score 54 goals and we don't want him back. But if he goes and scores 10 goals this year, 10 assists, then Poch still won't want him back because it won't it won't work if, for, the, for the way it does. And does, does it matter if you don't win? And... I, we the, always want to beat them. But I understand saying. your point. Yeah. It, it matters in the grand scheme. Of, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It matters. It's the only thing that matters yeah. in the next week. <laughs> yes. It's the only thing that matters. It's, it's so important. And I, again, we've said this before, I can deal with us losing to Arsenal. I can deal with it if we lose on Sunday. I desperately don't want that to happen. It's going to hurt like fucking hell. In fact, my plan is to get so fucked up mm. on Saturday... Uh, I've got my mate Leroy listening to the pod. He's going away for a year travelling. Oh, we love you. Oh, yeah. we do, mate. I, I do love this man deeply. And the uh, and we, when we get together and we go to Brighton, we tend to get like fucked. Yeah. And I'm planning on getting very little sleep. Just gonna get yeah off my box. Do, do what you do. Do not what I do. <laughs> what lots of people do. Uh, but I, I'm hoping to be able to be in that state where I can. I can absorb that game and enjoy it to some degree because I don't think there's been a game in my life where I've actually been able to really relax and, and enjoy it. There, there was one, actually. There was one game when, when, when I was able to cope with that, that game in, in, in any real fashion. It was the game, weirdly, that Riziki scored. Yeah, the 1-0. Oh, the 1-0. They beat yeah. us 1-0, but the atmosphere was fucking great throughout the game and I kind of found solace in the fact that I was sharing it <clears> with people around me and, and it was a positive atmosphere despite us losing I, I've never enjoyed a single one until the if final whistle have you enjoyed the game? yeah damn, not, not Tottenham <laughs> Arsenal no because I can't because I, I get too uh, I get too pent up and that's, that's just about me but last season at the Emirates the performance in there as, as I just as I said a minute ago everything that I love about football that, that performance had and, until they equalised 
and that's the only game that I've gone through and I genuinely I didn't think we were going to concede I felt so confident I was like look at how we're playing the press they're not giving a minute on the ball it's just brilliant I loved it um, that's the only one I've enjoyed otherwise I, I hate and Sunday I am this is the I haven't not looked forward to a, to watching a Tottenham Master game on TV as, as as much as I'm not looking forward to this on Sunday <laughs> Why? I don't know. What, what's that come from? I, I've just had this last it? couple of weeks. I don't know what it is. I've just, I've said, I, just, I don't feel, I don't feel great about results at the minute. And I, I can, as the same, I can deal with losing to Arsenal, but not, not badly. I, I'll even, I'll even take a fantastic performance like, like that at the Emirates last year, and, and we don't win and, and we get a draw. I'll take that again. But if if we get another five two, or if fucking ridiculous like that, I was, I, I was, don't know what to do. I was at both five twos Ooh. and. Um, yeah, it, it was painful. But um, well, what I was going to say was, um, you know, I often talk about how much I hate Arsenal. I don't talk about it as much until we play them. But when I see the, the when I see their fans wearing their memorabilia on the street service, a hat with a badge on, mm. or the shirt, or tracksuit bottoms, or whatever, mm. the hairs on my neck stand. I just think, just, just fuck off, mm. right? And I'm in the midst of their territory. So imagine seeing something or someone you hate, but thousands of them. Mm. And I've got to walk through that on Sunday. This feels it's just it's it's awful. So you know you're describing my daily mm. commute. I know. I, I don't know how you do it. Frenzy I don't know how you do it. This is why I hate them so much. I can't deal with it. And that <laughs> and, and my feelings inside me they get channeled into this hatred for Arsenal. And it's been this way since I was I, I grew up in Holloway. I grew up in Holloway. I went to Highbury Grove School. Yeah. I was a Spurs fan during the nineties. All of this happened during. I don't the get. I don't get how there are Spurs fans alive who don't fucking hate them. Mm. I, under, I mean, I can. I can't say I understand why they don't because some Spurs fans are like, well, you know, we're bigger than that, and uh, I've got mates. Fuck that! Awesome. that. Uh, fucking winds me up. I can't that. stand There's no such it. thing as bigger than that. They're, they're, but that is it. That is that. That is that. Life is that. There's no bigger than that. That's everything. Exactly. You can't get bigger than it. I fucking I, I hate them so so much. I just I hate you. Do you want that? If you meet someone, happens to you and only you, and you only you. If you meet someone, I hate you. Say so you miss introducing someone, or you meet someone at work or whatever, and, and you just I try not to talk about football as much as I can with with certain people because I know where it's going to go. But and they say, oh yeah, I support Arsenal. And I, how do you do you automatically think? I automatically think less of them, and, and I'm, I, I don't. I know that that's as far into your life as that's going to happen. I, I, uh, I just think it's um, a, a massive. What, what is that? I've got a message from EE, my mobile phone provider, yeah. and they're giving me a message about the North London derby. I don't think they're even mm. aware oh, yeah. that I fucking support Tottenham. You get off it. Get off it. I do want to leave EE. Le- leave EE. <laughs> I really do want to leave them. You, they um, deserve it now. They, they deserve all I the bad things you. in life. Hang on, I'm going to try and find the We're going to find it and play it. Do you know what I found out, actually? What's that? I found an app on my phone that I can record phone calls so we can do interviews with people and, and, and talk to people. Do you remember what the app's called? And, uh, yeah, download it and, and, and stick it on the, uh, on the podcast. Nice. So if anyone knows anyone who wants to talk to us, <laughs> not, not anybody, not anybody who listens to the pod, obviously, because that would be a million phone calls. Not a million people. Oh, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. But if you know anyone famous around Tottenham who you think might benefit from talking to us and we might benefit from talking to them then um, then, then let us know email us editor at thefighting.co.uk I've got some exciting news also we've got Cliff Jones coming sure, on the yes, it's yes, yes. Exciting, it's it? more or less double it's, winner it's more or less co- confirmed Cliff Jones double winner uh, we're doing a special pod with them uh, he, he's written a book um, so we're going to help him promote that 
Uh, my dad's going to be on it because he watched him play during the 60s. Uh, we've got Rob White, um, obviously son of John White. He, he, his father is a double winning um, player with the 61 team. And Cliff Jones is going to be... Um, Cliff Jones used to... Tr- Teach me a PE. It's just going to be a and night. all the rest of us. We're all going to be there, yeah. All of us. No, come, come down and watch. Everyone, come. yeah, come down. Ten, ten man pod. Come down. No, you won't be. You're not going to be on a pod, uh, but you can watch. Don't no, be okay, silly. Fine. You can yeah. watch. Oh, to, be, to be honest, I don't anticipate me doing much speaking. Just sitting and listening. That's true. That, yeah, that's we just want to sit and listen. Just wanking in his mind. No, no, not in front of Cliff Jones. That's that's in, your mind. in your mind. No, not in, not in front of my dad. Not in front of my dad. Or Rob White. Uh, all right, so, so yeah, sorry, uh, no, no. So, so we just got this uh, meme. We'll just play it into the. Oh put God. it on and speak out. I hate you. This is. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. That's what I think about Arsenal. I hate your guts. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate. I hope everything <laughs> bad in life happens to you and only you and only you. And everyone you love. Uh, all right, so quick predict. Actually, no, let's not predict it. No. All right, let's just sit for it, and when it when it happens, it happens. Yeah. And if it does happen, woo! Like <laughs> <laughs> <Ric> Flair. <laughs> let's do some quick fire questions quickly. <coughs> okay, so first question is from Lee Martin eighty one on Twitter. Is it okay to wank in the bath? I loads of wanks in the bath. Fine. It is okay, but just I don't don't do it. Why? The splashing. There's no, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no ninjiness to it. You can't, you can't be discreet. No, no, it's fine. Because you, you, you level bath water level at that sort of level. So all you hear is like, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. So to, to, to circumnavigate that issue, you put the back of your neck against the end of the bath. Yeah. You thrust your groin, your pelvic region above the water. <laughs> thrust has made me laugh more than it should. But yeah. yeah. And then, and then you've got a, a penis that's above water level. Which you can whack off to your heart's content. Life mm. lessons. Life hey, June! <laughs> but it goes straight <laughs> up and then you have to. Do- uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, next question. Hang on, you didn't answer. Is it yeah, okay or not? Up. Yes, next okay. question. <laughs> Belgian beer boy on Reddit. If you change bodies of Deli Ali for one day, what would you do? Wank all day, shag his bird, or make fun of Eric Tyre? Shag his bird. I wouldn't wank all day. That's a waste of time. Yeah, I wouldn't wank all day. Because all you're doing is all you're doing. Because if that's not your hands, yeah. right? That's not your body. That's not your hands. But it's your mind. So all you're doing is watching another man wank. It's not a bad thing, though. No, but you'd have the feelings. Have you'd have the feelings as well. Yeah, but look, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think. Look, if I was in the unique position of being in someone else's body, I probably would knock one out just to see what it's like, just to see what happens. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, I would do that. Not because I'm interested in 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 being in Delhi Ali. Oh, Jesus, you know what I realise? I'm in a room with Delhi Ali. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah next Thursday. But that isn't me name dropping. I'm just thinking, what if somehow he hears this? Actually, I'm not going to finish my sentence. But what what I would do is um, go and play football for Spurs. If any. Yeah, I'd go to yeah. yeah I'd, 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 <laughs> How's that not an option? Yeah, that should be an option, Belgian beer boy. We. I would walk around the uh, the, the training centre, just go meet and kind of have a chat with Poch. That would be fascinating. Shake his yeah, but I probably would shake his bird <laughs> as well because that would be incredible, like John Malkovich stuff, isn't it? If he didn't, she'd wonder like, oh, maybe he's going off me. You, you'd no, be helping him. She'd because... be like, where the fuck did he learn that shit? Multiples. Yep. One more quick fire question. I've got to put one in order. Was from to dare is to die. 
the club put the the club put the naming rights for individual stands in the stadium out to tender. Highest bidder for the new. Hold club. on, hold on. What, no one else has answered this fucking shit. What do you mean? Well, what do you? What would you do? I said what I'd do. I've just said. What did you say? Did I say? No. no. Oh. Well, I was just being mugged off. Yeah, no, shag his bird. Ah. See, but that's all love. It's all love. It's not like oh, I want to shag your bird. Is it? You would. You know. You just have to see what it's like. Forget Deli Ali. It's anybody. If you could be someone else's body, just have sex. That's just, if I, that's the default. If I was, I, was inside, I don't know. What, I don't know what's wrong with either of you. I just, if I was in Alex's body, I would have to do the same thing, and that's not that, nothing on you. And if you was in my body, I'd expect you to do the same, and I'd have no issue if you did. I'd actually say, Alex, I would have done the same. Mm. What you have an issue with that? No, no, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> This has gone weird. It's not. It's not gone weird. It's just if you're in this. This is what I'm saying. Is like if you're in a situation where you have the opportunity to shag someone famous, you do it. Doesn't matter who it is, because you're never going to be in that situation again in your life. I'd like to be on a podcast where I don't have to talk about wanking and regret, sex all the time. I want to be on last week's podcast. Regret. Regret. <laughs> yes. I'm fucking. A, I'm. A, I'm a shamble. I'm. I'm the worst thing that's ever happened to this pod. That said, that said, regret the things you don't do, not the things you do, unless that's you know something like rape or something like that you always or, or murder, or murder, or murder, unless someone's mugged you off, yeah, mugged your family off. Got, got, got to get revenge. Yeah, you got to get them. The final quick question is from today. Is to die out on Twitter, and this question is: the club put the naming rights for individual stands in a new stadium out to tender. Mm. Highest bidder for the new cop goes to Campbell's Soup. So the new cop is called oh. Campbell's Stand. Do you walk away from the club never to return? i burn it down. Yeah, I would never set foot in the stadium. No. Yeah, that's a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate you! <laughs> so, right. yeah, what's the next bit? Uh, oh, so, so there was an email. So it said to Chris. So who's Chris? Chris would be the bloke on our podcast who's called Chris. Right. Windy. <laughs> windy. Oh, Windy. Yeah. Uh, so you got an email. I think all the members did. Yeah, I, I got it as well. Email. Yeah. Do you know what? I, so, uh, you go on. Do you, want, do you want me to read it? No, not read the whole thing, but what's oh, right. the So eventually, the, this email went to, to One Hotspur members and essentially talked about the new 61,000-seater stadium, expected to be summer 2018. So they're essentially offering premium seats that start from as little as £100 per match, including an element of food and beverage along with your benefits. You can explore the avail- opportunities available to you by registering interest this month. So this is kind of like premium seating, not boxes, but premium seating in the new stadium. Um, like going to a cinema and you've got a bit of a wider seat, a bit of a softer seat with a bigger drinks holder and popcorn holder or whatever it's just that extra little bit of extra little bit more money for something that's not a huge amount more it just is very it made me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit when I first read it I didn't I didn't I didn't have any issue with it um, but there's something very very similar at Arsenal it's kind of like the gold lounge or some shit and they get blankets to sit and, and, and buckets of popcorn to watch the game with because people are willing to pay and those people at Arsenal are uh, are, are so far removed from what traditional football pop support is that they think blankets and popcorn at a football match is okay. Do you know the line that really upset me? That, not, I don't know, upset me, but yeah, actually probably upset me. We believe that the premium offering at our new stadium will provide a new benchmark for stadium facilities. Premium, premium facilities. Yeah, not, 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 not stadium premium. Facilities. And it's just like as if... This this should be what you'd expect when you go to football. 
then I don't know. I just well, it is what you should expect now. But I hate that. <laughs> but the the, the, yeah. the thing is, um, I do is that. I hate you. <laughs> That's the pod title. Just I hate you. Yeah. I um, hate you and everything about you. The um, in in football, um, the whole corporate thing was only a thing over the last twenty five, thirty years. And in boxing, Alex Alex's hero Eddie Hearn. Wanted to do the Fuck same. you! To do the same. Oh, it was a time when you loved him. Fuck off. Unbelievable. Wanted to do the same with boxing. <laughs> he wanted to make an experience where you know. You can have your extra arm room, extra leg room, and all that kind of bollocks. And um, I can understand what the club, but to the club, the club's there to make money ultimately. And um, if you're going to miss out on a season ticket, even though there's fifty-eight thousand, whatever it is, then I can understand why they want to do that to make money. I think it's a, is it? It's a bit sad. But oh, 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 oh! I, you know, it just occurred to me. That that sorry, I I missed that. So you don't have to be on the fifty-eight thousand to guarantee your place. I it no, it's premium seats therefore represent a great opportunity for you to secure your place early and see Spurs in So you circumnavigate the 58,000? Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't think you want me to go every, every single game. It's just... It's right, 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 right. So, so you can still be, say, 20,000, but you can pay this price. And hang on, what, what is if it's it? Saying, if it's saying, look, available to start from as little as £100 a game, I'm assuming, how many home games are there a season? Um... Eighteen. So maybe what? I'm assuming it's a package that not two and a half grand. Maybe they do a package of, of something that you pay outright and you have that seat for the season. It's essentially a season ticket. I just aren't... and I don't blame them for this. Don't get me wrong. I don't blame. Them. I understand it. And and the the parallel you draw with boxing is is true. I don't love Eddie Hearn, but anyway. But the the, the point is making it um, making it an experience for people is, is is a way that you're bringing some people in into the sport. And if people are willing, perhaps who are not as traditionalist per se, are willing to spend spend that type of money, that's where they'll get perhaps that extra revenue. So I don't I don't necessarily blame them. It's just pathetically sad and demoralising to me that that is that this is not seen as this is seen as what's going to be the norm in every new major stadium it's it not, just depresses it's not, me no, it's, not, it's going to be a norm in the stadium but it, it's not going to be the norm for the majority of the support no but, and it is the way the game has gone and we can moan we should moan and we should bitch about it and we should be unhappy but it isn't going to change and there's so much good about this new stadium yeah that I, I'm not that upset um, I saw I saw another bloke tweet unless the prices weekend. come out and it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah but a bloke tweeted that a, a, a tourist came into our stadium with an Arsenal carrier bag from obviously he probably went to the Arsenal stadium and bought some stuff and came to our stadium to watch the Leicester game and um, is this true? well I don't, he's got no reason the bloke who tweeted has got no reason to really lie about do you know it. the guy? I'm not. I'm not. I know. I've tweeted him a few times. I know that. Know that he's fairly sincere. So to the guy, look, you know, you may want to hide the bag because. Oh really? You're out of ground, and you shouldn't really. But we might see more of those instances. I mean, we see it a lot at West Ham. So. I don't know. I mean, I want to moan about it. It's going to get to a point where I'm just can't be bothered to moan anymore. Do you know, it, it, this is a worry as well. I, I get what you're saying. Isn't that? Isn't that a bit of a worry though? Because we, we used to people. I'm used to wind people up for being so kind of. Apathetic. So been people are apathetic, but we we used to wind people up on the podcast about being so like vehemently against loads of stuff and yeah. like whingy, and we've kind of reached a position after five and a half years where we're kind of just saying oh, it's just the way the game is now. Yeah, but I don't think there's nothing wrong with being with with being disappointed in in things like that, and I'm watching. And there's no point 
if we're going to talk about if we talk about this stuff, like, there's no point pretending. You know, you want to, people want to listen to real opinions of what people actually think, and mm. and that is on that sense is, is what I actually think. It's just it's it's one of those things that you know not and not everyone does. Other people will read that email and not have a single issue, which is absolutely fine. But yeah. you, you know, you have to. You need both sides of the argument, I think. It's it's important. Dougie, Dougie Barr said he was pr- pretty surprised to hear this. And, um, uh, and well, he started pissing off from scratch. Is, the to is, it about, is it about the same subject, though? It's about a stadium. Because I've seen a few people around him on, on Saturday and partly in Lower were chatting about how this would be the last season they'll ever go to, to watch Spurs. Because once a new stadium opens, they won't have any interest in attending. Um, I mean, it's pretty surprised to hear this. Why do you think fans have this opinion? I mean, is it resentment towards a new stadium, or maybe sad that this is the final season at Wild Lane? So, so he was at the game, and he and he heard about he heard he heard other people saying this would be the last season that they attend. Yeah, that they won't be going to the new stadium. I, I'm surprised actually that I've heard people have been talking openly about that. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I, it's, it's actually refreshing to me to hear that. I, I like the fact that people are, are are wanting to stick by the old principles. If that's what this is about, of um, of, of maybe a new fancy stadium is kind of the end for their experience of, yeah. of, of following football. Well, what they know of their of what their experience is, it doesn't necessarily mean that it'd be it'd be better or or worse I think I think for, for me better or worse generally but better yeah. or worse than them maybe they think that, that I, I just just quickly Sorry, yeah. Al just to my, my my uncle Bill um, he passed away a couple of years back but he he kind of gave up watching Spurs and he used to go when I was a kid he, we'd go together and my great uncle Bill I should say and he had been going since with my granddad since the, the war ended and they've been going to White Hart Lane and they took my old man down there and they took me when I was very young. And at some point in the early 90s, and I don't think it was the football, he just, it was mid-90s, and I think he just fell out of love with it all and he just stopped watching. The only game he kind of took interest in was the kind of Arsenal game, but he could never watch it. Yeah. And he kind of just stopped. It was just he'd had his feel. And I can genuinely feel myself coming to that, that point at some stage. And I don't know if whether it would be the modernisation of the game or or the fact that it's just changed so... I mean, we, we've lived with, through a, a, such a sea change in, in in the football. You know, I'm 35, T, you're... I'm not sure how old you are. 39. 39. We, we, we were the eight. How old are you? 29. So you were a bit young. But we that isn't meant to be patronising. <laughs> it's happened so quickly is mm. what I'm saying. We've, we have sat through and, and, and seen that. Yeah. And it has been a massive, drastic change. I think the last 30 years has probably been the most... I mean, even not even just football, just generally in terms of any industry, really. And um, I guess, you know, you have, still, you have tales of um, in the 50s where if Arsenal game sold out, you go to the Spurs game and vice versa. And um, you go to the corner pin and Alan Gilzine and Jimmy Greaves would be in there and have a drink with them. Um, I guess football, any sport, any top-level sport, are never going to be as idyllic as that again. Um, will you find a happy medium fuck knows but the 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 fuck train moves on <laughs> yeah what it, what it boils down to to me very simply is the fact that this is a, the last season at White Hart Lane like I, so for example I felt like I had to be back on Saturday for, for something in the evening and I thought I could probably leave a few minutes early and then I'm thinking no I don't want to because this is this is going to be the last time I'm this is our last season here I want to make every 
minute and every second count. So I think when the stadium goes, I think people saying, oh, you know, I'm definitely not going to go to the new stadium. There's a little bit of, of fear of change, which is perfectly understandable because that's going to be the end of their football going experience to the team that they love. So yeah. things are going to change. And that's, and when this new stadium comes along, my feelings for Tottenham will not be the same as they are now. I'm not saying it'll be worse, it might even be better, but it will be different. And the feeling that I have now when I walk into White Lane, I'll, nev- I'll never get that feeling again. The new feeling I get in a new stadium may be better, may be worse, it, it, it may be something else, I don't know. But that my football-watching experience at White Lane for the team I love now will, will now change forever. And, and, and that's what I think people are scared about, I think. Well, you, you know, I mean, you know, we've all had our first games at the stadium as it is now. And when you first walked in, I don't know, Glenn Hoddle played there, Blast Fire played there, we won the double here. People going to the new stadium, it's nothing. I don't know, I mean, if, you know, my kid's four or five years old, takes to the new stadium, I can't say, well, oh, right there is where he played, right there is where he played. It'd just mm-hmm. be like, well, it's no fucking history, it's just, just nothing. So I can understand why people are a bit resentful about a new stadium, but I, I, I'd imagine the people who said that, well, they're not going to go to the new, new stadium, they probably experienced all they wanted to experience in the old stadium. They probably had the UEFA Cup win, um, the body saw um, I'm, 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 I'm trying to think yeah they only forgot when in 84 saw Hoddle play saw Gaza play saw Bell yeah, play moments, so they're probably thinking well what am I going to see in the new stadium I don't give a fuck no more I've seen everything I need to see but uh, then also on the flip side sorry just one quick thing on the, on the flip side where I, where I go if I have a drive to what lane and where I, where I park is right next to where, where all the building was going on on the side and, and I pull up there and I see the progression every, every other week and I'm excited I am yeah. excited and it's, and it's a fantastic project um, you know, hopefully, if everything works well, it's a, fun, it's a good project for the community as well, and hopefully, there'll be some some positives that come out of that. So, there's other things to it, and you know, it's not something that I'm hugely down on, but there's, there's there is elements on both sides. I think there's an element of, of, of also of, of cutting off your nose a little bit. Um, th- there's amazing things that have happened to White Hart Lane, and there will be amazing things that happen at the new White Hart Lane. Um, I, I just I, I would urge anyone not to kind of be too hasty. Um, there's going to be some amazing moments there. But it's um, a bit. It's a bit. Like, I understand it. It's a bit like you know that Dan Bilzerian bloke. I mean, if he said, you know, I want to do any drugs or shag around anymore, look at look at his life. He's done it all. He's seen everything he needs to see. Why do anymore? He's talking about the guy with the guns who with a beard. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds. So it's probably a bit like some people probably watch Tottenham. They're probably seeing us win. Then why is he giving it all up? No, I'm saying if he was, then it's a similar scenario. People probably watch Spurs. They've had their fill. I mean, it's not like it's not like I would presume these people aren't like 21 year olds. are like, well, fuck this. These are probably people who have probably seen a lot of White Hart Lane mm. and I think, well, I'm at an age now where I can just fuck it off. It's almost like I don't want to start again. Yeah. I, I can't carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready to... I'm not... I, I, I just can't do it again. I can't reset. Pass the torch to the... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just one of those... It's going to be difficult in the name of progress. It probably has to happen... Um, but who knows? We have that first season. First season at the new stadium, we go and do something momentous. It's a fantastic season. Well, we win a league, or we win a cup. You know, you know, who knows? History will tell you when you move into a new stadium, shit fucks up. Yeah. yeah. Well, but we'll see. Yeah. And, we'll and, see. And, and shit will hit the fan. And we proved we proved many people wrong. Tottenham every year. Twitter were numerous will, things. Tottenham Twitter will be glorious <laughs> when we move to this new stadium. We spent all this money. We haven't done anything for years. Pochettino's left because he couldn't take it anymore. The fucking fans are furious. They're ripping ripping up their season tickets. Um, they're setting fire to the new stadium. The fucking mascots are getting put on fire. The popcorn sellers being beaten up. The fucking... There's kebab sellers in there. They're getting fucked up. Skewered with their own kebabs. Skewers. 
Um, and then the week after, we beat the scum 3 0 and everything's alright. <laughs> fucking come on! That sums up Tottenham. That's Tottenham. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, which will be a victorious week for Tottenham Hotspur. Happier than this week's. I've got one thing to say to all of you. I love you! <laughs> and to Arsenal, I hate you. See you later. Bye. 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 Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13 year old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.